My name is Aman. And my name is Sam. And we are the Low Budget Bitches. Welcome to our podcast where we discuss our low budget opinions on your favorite reality TV shows like The Real Housewives and RuPaul's Drag Race. Today's episode, we'll be discussing season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race, the first episode as well as the second episode. So grab your tea, popcorn, wine, whatever it may be, and sit down and relax with us as we discuss these two episodes. Alrighty, let's get right into it. Party. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, let's start off with the first episode. Um, so the first episode was very, very interesting just because this is a format that we've never seen before. Um, to just quickly recap what happened for people who might not have seen the episode. Uh, basically, every time two queens entered the room, they were forced to go to the main stage and do a lip sync in front of RuPaul herself um, as well as the judges and um, the winners were sent back to the workroom or somewhere else after um, and all of the losers were sent to the quote-unquote pork chop loading dock yes and this is we we need to acknowledge that this is also filmed during a pandemic so that probably played a factor into the way that they formatted this new season yeah, definitely. I'm trying to like, I will obviously talk a little bit more about this as the episode um, goes on. But, you know, it is definitely interesting to see that they're having two different bubbles. Um, and it could be that it is strategic for, you know, pandemic purposes, or it could just be that, you know, they just want to shake things up. Right. So let's maybe go through like the lip syncs, not all of them, maybe just like the most memorable ones that we have. Um For me personally, I really only liked, I want to say two lip syncs. My favorite one, uh, the first one was the Janet Jackson, the Pleasure Principle one with, uh, I believe her name is Tamika versus Simone. I thought that one was amazing. Uh Uh-huh. I like that one too. Yeah. And my second favorite would have to be... um, the i'm like blanking out here the one with the three at the end so it was tina burner elio with two t's as well as um a, f- a third person i don't remember who the third person was because i mean oh it was uh Kamora hall oh yes indeed yes so lady marmalade was the song and that one was really good as well i thought that that was definitely a really great choice for the three people and tina burner definitely ate that up yeah she did I honestly thought that, like, the lip syncs were, you know, not the greatest. And at first, I thought my theory was that the ones that were actually winning were actually the ones that didn't do as well. Because I wasn't really impressed with the first couple of winners. But, you know, that was quickly debunked by, like, the third lip sync when the winner was the one that I actually thought did better. So that was a short-lived theory. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, like, I will have to say that, you know, when any queen is coming to Drag Race, they probably didn't expect that they would be lip-syncing in the first episode. Um, So I can't, like, I don't want to, you know, judge any of them too, too, too much, just because I do understand that, number one, they came in thinking that this was just going to be an entrance look, and then there would just be a challenge after. So, number one, they weren't prepared, like, in terms of, like, the wardrobe. Number two... I feel like they probably all learned the lyric, which we saw they all did uh, for every single song, but they probably didn't think of like the kind of stunts that they would be able to do or be able to like, you know, change their shoes or things like that. So I did feel that it was a little bit of an unfair 
it was a disadvantage for all of them. But at the same time, like there were definitely some that, you know, you could see their personalities straight through the lip sync and you, it was just very captivating. I know. And the fact that they had to just be on the stage in front of all the judges right when they come in. Wow. I, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, like for some of the queens, they their reactions were just like, oh shit, what is happening? Like, um, I didn't expect this. Whereas some queens were very like, oh, okay, cool, let's do this. And I was just like, if I was there, I would actually be like shitting bricks and I would be looking around at all the cameras and I'd be like, no, I, I, I'm not doing this today. <laughs> right? I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not ready. Yeah. But then you'd have to be ready because you don't have a choice. True that. Okay, so pork chop loading dock. Yeah. That is a new, obviously, aspect of the show. And, you know, we all kind of knew that the the eliminated queens weren't actually going to go home. But it's still a mystery, like, what this means. Like, what is the pork chop loading dock? Yeah, I also was in the same boat as you. I was just like, okay, like the first lip sync, it was a little bit like, oh no, like what is happening? Um, and then when the second lip sync, um, RuPaul said the pork chop loading dock, I was definitely like, okay, there's something. And then we definitely saw that there was a full on little new made set. That set, I don't know if you've seen season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, but that's <laughs> the pork chop loading dock reminded me of season one, um, just because their set was like so tiny and crunchy. um oh yeah no shade um but yeah i don't know i i do have some theories as to what might possibly happen so we'll definitely discuss that later but overall were you like what do you feel about the the ladies that were in the pork chop loading dock honestly i thought they were just they were all confused but i don't know i thought i don't know what i thought honestly I know that Rosé, she she's the one that stood out to me the most because she was just like, I do not deserve to be here. And she made that very clear. Yes, I agree with you. I feel like um, Rosé as well as Denali, those were like two big ones that I was actually really surprised that ended up in the pork chop loading dog, not because of their particular lip sync, um, just because of like who they are and the kind of talents they bring to the show just from seeing them meet the queens, but also like, you know, doing research and seeing of what they've done on Instagram and social media, um, especially with Rose, you know, being really popular in the New York City uh, drag scene. But I was really surprised to see them there. Um, everyone else, I wasn't honestly like, no offense, but like I wasn't like that surprised to see that they ended up there. True. Yeah, I wasn't really surprised at a lot of them. I mean... I know that they had to lip sync, you know, right from the beginning. But as a drag queen, I feel like you always have to be ready. That's a valid point. That That's true. Yeah, especially if you're going to go on the show. Like, you have to be ready for the unexpected. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially with this show, just because there's always so many, like, twists. Like, I feel like over yeah, the past exactly. few years, especially more than ever, there's been so many, like, crazy twists. Like, in season 11, one time RuPaul made all the bottom queens lip sync. Um, and there's been a few other little things here and there, but it was definitely crazy just because I feel like we haven't seen this big of a shakeup in a really long time. I know. Honestly, I thought RuPaul was going to try to bring back like, I don't know, teams or like partnerships the way he did in All Stars. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we're seeing that. So in the pork chop loading dock, as time progresses and all the queens are there, we see that um, they now have to vote one person out. So they've brought back the lipsticks from All Stars and all the queens have to vote. Um, if you were in that room, who would you vote for? Um, 
I don't even remember who was in there, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so any one of them could have gone, in my opinion. That's so funny. I personally would have voted for exactly who everyone voted for, um, which was either Elliot with two Ts or for Utica Queen. Right. Um, and the reason for that, I actually yeah. do have reasons for that. Um, with Elliot with two Ts, the outfit was kind of just lacking, like... I don't know, like, I do understand that, you know, your entrance look is just an entrance look. Um, And I've heard, like, many RuPaul's Drag Race queens before say it, like, you know, your entrance look is not being judged. It's, It's, like, one of the only looks on the entire competition that's not being judged by the judges, particularly. So there's not really, like, a need to, like, really do the absolute most. But I still think that, you know, when you're coming to the show for the first time ever, that's the first ever um perception that people see of you the first impression um so i thought that was bad and then for utica queen i loved her personality but i don't know if you clocked this but her wig her wig was like that was trash oh my god no not only was it trash you could see her other like her real hair coming out through the crack like it wasn't like laid properly it kind of was just like a party city wig that she just put on um, and didn't really like do any work like laying it down or you know like making sure it looks a little natural like it was literally coming off and so for that reason too i would have probably voted for utica yeah go back to party city where you belong <laughs> so we see that they voted for the two people that i just mentioned elliot with two t's and utica queen and then they have uh-huh. to vote again and they choose elliot with two t's how sad is that like if you were elliot with that, two t's, oh my like, god <laughs> If I, if that was me, honestly, I would have just been like, no, 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 like I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, like right. I would be so embarrassed to come back. You literally got eliminated three times. Yeah, in one in, in, in the first yeah, episode. In the first episode, and then you have to like join like the winner side. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So, um, at the end of no, at the beginning of the second episode, we see that um, Ellie with two T's has not been discarded fully, um, and she has been brought back onto the winner's team, which um, was very interesting because, I mean, I knew, I had a feeling that RuPaul wasn't going to eliminate anybody, any of them in the first episode, especially because, like, when you really look at the reality of things like COVID and everything, you know, these people have had to do the absolute most to get on the show. So I do think that RuPaul wouldn't be that cutthroat. But I personally thought that maybe RuPaul was going to make them all vote. And then at the end, not kick that queen out just to create drama. Oh my goodness. That would have been the gag. That really would have been so messy, right? It would have been amazing. He should have done that. We really should be producers. (laughs) We really should. Honestly, I would be so messy Uh, if I was there. I'd be like, okay, we're going to, every episode, we need to make sure people are fighting. So let's do something. So, okay, what I thought was so ridiculous when Elliot with two T's came back um, into the workroom with, like, the winners, everybody's reaction was just kind of, like, very suspicious and paranoid, and they acted as if Elliot was a spy. And I'm like, what is Elliot spying on? Like, <laughs> the, uh, the sheer paranoia is just so funny. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was, it was definitely like, it's funny that their minds went straight to that because I would have never thought of that. Like if somebody came back and if I was in like the winner circle, I would have probably just like had questions rather than assuming things. I'd be like, oh, like what happened? Like tell us everything. And it's funny that like 
fast forward to like the end of the episode where they're getting ready before the runway that's when elliot batutis kind of like tells them exactly what's happening but i was just like did no one ask her beforehand right like were they not allowed to talk to her like what is the tea yeah i i feel like i would have probably thought that elliot was like a spy if elliot wouldn't disclose any of that information but because she did i mean like it, it you know we found out everything all the queens found out everything so there's that so their mini challenge is a daytime nighttime runway look tina burner is she only gonna wear <laughs> red orange and yellow this whole season i really hope she's not i mean you know at the main challenge she definitely switches it up yes i'm just quickly just give me one quick sec i'm just googling the cast <laughs> i forgot the names there's some names that i just don't remember um okay so my opinions on the mini challenge was that i really liked simone's looks i'm just a huge simone fan already like i think simone has what it takes to win and i personally am just putting it out there that i think simone is going to be a part of like the the final top three um I agree with you with Tina Burner. Tina Burner's outfits were, mama, they were trash. Um, I just, I did not like the hair and the makeup and everything about it was just not great. Um, especially like orange and red and yellow are just really hard colors to just naturally pull off. So the fact that she like overdid that, like I thought was kind of meh. I personally feel that if she wanted to have that kind of like aesthetic with like the red and the orange and you know that kind of burning aesthetic uh to follow her name i feel like she should have just kept that to her hair um but not with the oh, outfit yeah. yeah definitely yeah but my two favorites out of the entire ones were olivia lux i really liked hers simone and god makes were god makes had, had, had kind of good ones yes i love god i loved hers hers were just they were just so fashion forward i love them they were so chic. Yeah, I feel like Got Mix aesthetic reminds me a lot of Sasha Velour. Um, in oh, the yeah. terms like the 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 outfits, the extravagance on the face and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, it really did feel like the outfits that Got Mick wore on the first ever I mean on sorry, the second episode on this challenge and even on the runway, like those are looks that you know, queens in the past have probably like worn for the season finale or if they were the reigning queen, like coming back to the season finale for the other person. Like that's what it really reminded me of. Right. It's like her outfits were so just like, wow, that other queens probably would have tried to like save those for like later in the season. But she just came out with them and was just like, bam, I'm here. Yeah. It's also crazy to think that. So we know that um the queens get a sheet with all the challenges no, sorry not all the challenges just like themes listed out of exactly what right. they need to prepare and so it is crazy to think that you know you don't really know whether something is for a mini challenge a maxi challenge or for the runway and so to think that you know you have to pull out like these crazy dramatic amazing expensive looks for just a mini challenge like i don't know a part of me like feels bad um, especially like for, I will say like this runway thing that they've been doing lately, like they do it on a few seasons, um, where they ask for like a daytime night time look or like a fall and winter look. Um, I believe we saw that in season seven. We also saw that in season 11 or 12, I believe, but it's, cr that's a lot of work for a mini challenge. And you know, like some Queens don't have the time or the money to do this. 
and some queens do so i feel like it's really unfair yeah i personally like will say i know that this is a little bit off topic but i will say that i think that rupaul's drag race should have a limit on how much queens can like spend on their outfits just because i do think that it's gotten to the point where it's a little unfair in terms of you know queens that might be rich already like have a lot of money or whatever that may be but i i mean last season it we did see that you know Gigi goes like her mom and her made all of her outfits so i'm sure she didn't spend much besides fabric uh, but other queens do have to spend a lot of money just because they might not have those skills or those resources, right? So I definitely think that they should be given some sort of like amount that they're only allowed to expense and they have to be able to show like receipts and stuff. And that has to be a part of it, you know, because it is it is unfair sometimes. They should just make every challenge a design challenge. I agree with you. <laughs> just have a design aspect in everything. You know, you got to sing a musical, write a rap and design your look. Oh, um, I feel like that's how every episode is nowadays, though. Like, it's it's wild. Like, in the past, it used to be like, okay, the mini challenge is get into quick drag, which would look disgusting, and just twerk in the middle of a circle. And then the maxi challenge would just be, you know, be in a um, little skit. Here's a script. All you have to do is just recite it and act. And the max and like the runway would just be, you know, like category is red. And now it's like every episode is like, okay, so the mini challenge is two runways. The maxi challenge is a music video where you have to choreograph and write your own lyrics. And then the runway is something crazy extravagant as well. I know. It's really wild. So then they have their congratulations performance that they have to perform and they have to write the rap and choreograph the dance. I have some words for Elliot. <laughs> Honestly, in my opinion, some people obviously think it's a strategy to, you know, keep this information that she's a choreographer herself outside of the show to herself. But in my opinion, I'm like, if you're constantly criticizing the other girls, be like, mm, we shouldn't really be focusing on this. Like, we should really be like trying to get the bigger pieces or moves down and then you still stay quiet, it's like, hello, please step forward and say your opinion. Don't just like hide away and like act as if like, you know, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like this is your performance. Your, I guess, job is on the line. So I do disagree with you a little bit. Um, If you like for any other challenge in the past, I feel like the leader just always kind of takes the hit especially we've seen when um there's these type of music video or just anything that involves choreography i do feel that the person who ends up being the lead you know has that risk of being eliminated if the performance didn't go that well um and i think elliot especially this episode i can kind of see why elliot might not have wanted to say something just because number one homegirl was eliminated three times three times in just like the past probably 24 hours for them um and then i don't think that she wanted to like risk at all possibly going home i do think that in the future episodes if elliot does the same kind of thing again or if a queen does that then it's definitely going to be a little bit shady but i can see why they might not have done that in the first episode and also in defense of elliot i will say that you know coming into this winter circle 
um i feel like everybody already kind of like had a little bit of a relationship with each other like you know just for the sake of being winners and for the sake of being in this group and for winning their lip syncs and stuff but because elliot did come in i feel like they probably would have like you know not acknowledged or wanted to do what elliot wanted to but at the same time we did see later that when elliot did speak up then all the queens were just like hello like homegirl you should have said something earlier which is exactly my point. She should have said something earlier if she had so many opinions. Like, this is a competition. You need to step your pussy up. Yeah. But how did you feel about the entire performance overall, like, at the end? Ma'am, it was garbage. Oh, yes. Oh, when that... It was, like, honestly, in my opinion, it was probably one of the worst <laughs> um, musical performances. Original, creative it musical was. performances just need to reiterate. Not the musicals, but out of just like the the things that they've had to choreograph and music videos that they've had to come up with, um, it was pretty bad. Literally, I could not understand what any of the queens were saying. I needed some closed captions. I needed the lyrics. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, in my opinion, it didn't warrant somebody not to go home. Like, I do think that someone should have gone home. I don't think that it should have been. Um, you know, no one going home that day just because I personally felt that Candy Muse did absolute a shitty job. Like it, she should have gone home. Yeah, and her mini challenge daytime and nighttime looks were garbage. I don't know what kind of daytime or nighttime um, <laughs> she's going to, but those were those were not the outfits that you would wear. Yeah, they were maybe for her. But not for the general public. It was like daytime and nighttime in hell, like because of like the red and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was <laughs> it, that's what it kind of like reminded me of. It was definitely very, very, very odd. Um, I do kind of like have like I personally think that what she might have done is that you know finding out that it was a mini and maxi challenge. Or sorry. Finding out that it was a mini challenge, she probably might have, you know, put on other outfits that she just had as extra outfits rather than actually putting together um, a proper look just because it is a mini challenge. I don't know. In my perspective, like if I came to the show, I probably would have like spent or wanted to like use a look that wasn't the best for like a mini challenge just because I know that it's not worth that much, but it was definitely trash. Yeah, all I have to say to that is not to really say <laughs> Literally. And also, Candy Muse did really bad in the performance. Like, the captions, just like you were mentioning, like, the lyrics. Oh, my God, I could not understand a thing Candy Muse is saying. And then when Candy Muse went back into her position, into the group, and, you know, start, need to start dancing and stuff, like, she did not know what she was doing. I know, she did not know. She was like... Ugh, lost yeah 1000 percent. who was your favorite out of this uh really bad um music video situation um i would have to give it to olivia lux like her performance was fine and i think um her outfit really helped because it was all sparkly and you know it like moved with with her and so it made her really stand yeah. out I agree with you. Um, she was, she was really you? Olivia Lux was really good as well. But I again, I just Simone was my favorite. There's just something about Simone oh, yeah, yeah. that she was, was just, really good. Too. I don't know. Like I feel like there's something about her where you just look at her and you're captivated, but also like want to laugh at the same time in a good way. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel like she like I have a feeling that if she stays to the point that there's some sort of comedy challenge, like she's gonna win that as well. Oh yeah, she would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the runways. Okay, 
did full disclosure, I did not know what LeMay was. I don't is either. Until... Like, what is it? Like, I mean, it looks like it's... It's, I think it's a type of fabric. Well, I mean, yes, that I don't even know how to type it. Like, I'm typing Lammy on Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally did not know what LeMay used day. I was like, what? And then until I think the fifth queen, I was like, oh, I think I understand. It's just like a very shiny, sparkly, well, not even sparkly, but just shiny fabric. Yes. Either way, um, my favorite was Simone. She looked so good. And it was different uh because usually you know the queens come out in a gown and that's it but she decided to do something different something spicy yeah i agree with you uh for me it was got mick as well as simone so got mix was just beautiful oh, yeah. it was wild um the fact that she was that able was to like put together that um obviously like we don't know if she made it or got someone to make it but it was just such a beautiful garment that like it's probably like season finale quality of a outfit that someone right. would wear. And then again, I agree with you, uh, Simone. I love when someone can take a category, but like put it in a different, put it like a different spin on it in a way. Uh, and we saw that. Yeah, exactly. They think outside yeah, of so the Yeah, so we box. saw that with like her boxing outfit, which was so cute, so nice. Um, absolutely loved it. So whose did you not like? I think Elliot, he just came out in, um, like, a little dress. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, after seeing Got Mick, it's like, wow, these queens, I feel bad for them coming after her. I 1,000% I agree with you. Uh, I mean, Candy Muse coming out in what she came out, oh, trash. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, that's when I was super confused about the theme of the runway because I see Got Mick coming out in this crazy outfit and then you see Candy Muse in this lingerie. Can you even call it that? And I'm just like, what is going on here? Yeah, hers wasn't great at all. Um, I also personally didn't really care for Lala Ree's outfit. Um, in my opinion, Mama, that's just leggings and a top. Yeah, she oh, did yeah. that gold ensemble, and I, yeah, I personally just like didn't really care for it. I also didn't care for um, Olivia Lux. Yeah, I know she was trying to go for like the old Hollywood glamour kind of look, but it, to me, it just looked really like flat and kind of cheap. I, I agree with you. It wasn't that great. Um, Tina, Tina Burner, surprising all of us, did not come out in red, orange, or yellow but came out in a full silver suit and was the team I thought that was kind of cute, but it looked kind of crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tina. I mean, it kind of did, but I also did like the details, you know, the heart and um, just like her just, you know, walking like a robot down the runway. Yeah, I agree with you. The heart was really a cute touch just because I feel like it was a little bit like when she came out until she like pulled out the showed the heart i was kind of like meh like i mean it's it's you know like yeah i feel like the hardest part in that outfit was probably just painting her face but everything else is like you you know oh, yeah you could probably she probably bought from amazon um but like that's what it looked like <laughs> you know it was just more so like the emphasis on the face and i think that that's such a cute and cool idea and you know, who knows? Maybe one day she'll end up on All Stars and she can redo this look. Um, 
But I personally oh think that goodness. it could have been executed a little bit better. Okay, so we find out that Simone and Olivia Lux are the top two, and they have to lip sync for a cash tip of $5,000. Yes, and they have to lip sync to the song um, by Dua Lipa, Dula Peep, as people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the song was Break My Heart by Dula. Wow, now I can't stop saying it. Dula Pete. Okay. Um, did you enjoy this lip sync, Samantha? I honestly, I didn't care who won because they were just meh to me. Yeah, I agree. But I I am glad that Simone won. So this, like, might be, like, a controversial thing for me to say, but I actually, like, don't like slow songs on uh for the lip sync for your life or lip sync for your legacies like i think slow songs sometimes it works out um there was a slow song that was done in season eight it was chi chi versus thorgy um that one was really good um but like this one like i didn't really care for too much um i did like how like both of them had like two different approaches um, to the way that they're lip syncing. So we saw Olivia Lux kind of like, you know, doing like a little a bit of a campy thing and Simone doing more of like a heart to heart kind of situation. Um, but yeah, I agree. I personally uh-huh. didn't really care for either of them, but I'm glad Simone won because, you know, she's my favorite right now. The song choices are interesting. I don't know why they choose slower songs because it is. I guess it is to show like variation for the drag queens themselves but you know what i want to be entertained so i want a fast-paced song something where you know they can dance to and they don't look crazy because i just remember olivia lux just like running around the stage and i was like what is she doing yeah i agree with you Alrighty, so we see no one goes home as we just saw uh simone wins and then um you know we see what's going to happen next week. And in the little preview that we see, we see that it's going to be the episode of basically the loser circle. Um, and base- and they're going to have their episode. Uh-huh. So what do you think is going to happen next in terms of like the format? See, I really did not know how they were going to do it because, you know, in the preview, the loser circle, they, you know, basically do what these girls did. And it's just with them. And it's like, so is this whole season just going to be constantly separate until like the very end until it's like the top uh not the top but just like only two people left so like (laughs) the winners from each one they have to fight it against each other yeah yeah i would i would agree with you um like for me i I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't know exactly what to expect. Like, so I, I personally have two theories. My first theory is that what's going to happen is that they're kind of doing the season six format, but just it's an episode delayed. So um, I have two different theories. So my first theory is that they're going to kind of um, do the same kind of thing that was done in um, season six and season 12, where but just an episode behind um, where, you know, the first group comes on, then the second group comes on. And then by the third episode, all of them come together. Um, whereas just in this case, the first episode was spent on all those lip syncs and the whole pork chop situation. So by the fourth episode, um, all of the queens will be together. So that's one theory. And my second theory is that they're going to keep both groups completely separate until they both have their top threes. 
And once they have their top threes, it's going to be like a gag for the queens. They're going to be like, haha, jokes on you. There's another top three that you have to compete with now. So back to top six. And I feel like I have a good feeling that they're probably going to do that because it does provide number one, like it lets them have their kind of like quote unquote social circles and bubbles. Um, and then number two, uh-huh. I feel like it is going to be kind of like a really cool gag for the queens that are on. I mean, they all probably have kind of like an idea that, you know, the other group still exists. I mean, they do know. We do know that they know. Um, but it, it's still going to be interesting to see how long they like take it. And, you know, I feel like the queens are probably going to like start like getting antsy at a certain point as well. Because they're going to be like, what's happening? Like, is it just us? Like, did we actually send those people home? Did they actually all go home? Like, what's happening? That's true, because technically there's only, like, six queens in each group, so I'm sure the queens are, like, they've seen the show. They're, like, seriously, there must be more queens that are going to come and join the competition. They're, this season is not four episodes long. Yeah. I mean, part of me is, like, kind of sad. I do really want to see, like, all the queens together. Um, you know, we know that there is, especially with New York queens, like, they all know each other. Um, they all have so, like relationships with each other and like opinions on each other, and that's like some. That's a big part of like the, why I do really enjoy watching RuPaul's Drag Race because as we go on and on and you know into more seasons and in the future, more queens know each other than queens who don't because of social media, because of like bigger drag scenes in different cities, and so I really do like being able to see that banter of queens that know each other from outside of the show and basically like how they interact with each other and all that kind of stuff, so I am kind of sad that we don't get to see everyone all together. I was also really sad in the first episode that all of them weren't really able to be together as a big group because I also really enjoy seeing the reactions that other queens have to each other, um, whereas we only got that as like you know, groups of two. Um, but I mean, it's exciting, right? To me, like, it is really exciting. Like, I watched that episode, the second episode, very late at night. It was like, I think like 2 a.m. Um, after the day it aired. And I was just sitting there and like my job was just open the entire time because I was just like, what is happening? I also really want to see uh, Rose and Tina Burner together because they clearly have some weird underlying beef. And I need to see that. Yeah, no, out. that's exactly it. That's like one of those big things that I'm just like, I need to see these interactions. Alrighty, so um, with all that being said, what are your predictions as of right now? Who do you think from this group is going to end up in the top three? Okay, so my top three ideally would be Simone, Gottmik, and probably Tina Burner. So far, they are, like, the strongest, in my opinion. And, you know, I feel like I feel like they're ready. You know, they're prepared. Yeah, I 1,000% agree with you. I also think those three uh, queens out of the winner's circle are probably going to get to the top. I personally wouldn't be surprised if we ended up seeing Candy Muse, only because I think Candy Muse does make um, great television and brings drama. So I feel like they would keep on Candy Muse for a while. But... Uh, when it comes to like merit and talent and skills and all that kind of stuff, I 1000% agree with you that it would be Simone, um, Got Mick, and Tina Burner. Do you have any wild cards? That's a, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. I would say, hmm. Let me think. I mean, it is really hard to say because we haven't seen like the other half 
perform or do any sort of challenges other than like the first lip sync in the first episode. Yeah, um, I honestly could see um, Olivia Lux going really far as well. Um, I think that oh, obviously yeah, we, we haven't seen her full talents yet just because, you know, we are expecting to see some sort of comedy challenge, some sort of um, fabric sewing design challenge. Um, so we are, we have to wait and see, but I do think possibly Olivia Lux could do really well. Um, I don't, like, I want to believe in Lala Ree because I feel like she has that, um, you know, personality, but her runway looks haven't been the best so far. So I feel like for her, it would just depend on seeing how well she performs in, like, a comedy challenge. I mean, she did really well in the, um, the singing uh, choreography challenge. But, yeah, I feel like I need to see a little bit more. And maybe by the second episode where we see the winner circle, maybe I'll have a little bit better of a judgment as to who the wild card could possibly be. Yeah, I also think Rosé, just because she has such a big or notorious reputation in New York for being a really entertaining queen and really strong, even though we haven't seen her in anything, I think she could... Yeah, I agree with you for like the loser circle. I will say that I, I do already predict that Denali, um, Rose, and possibly Tamisha Iman will probably be like the top three out of those that group. Okay. Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. That wraps up our episode for today. Stay tuned as we come back next week to discuss episode three of season 13, RuPaul's Drag Race. Please follow us on our Instagram at the low budget bitches for updates on new episodes. And we will see you very soon. Bye everyone.